guys, hang on. I just I hit 45. I'm gonna go check this out real quick. I, I gotta go take a look at the bell hat. I'll be I'll be right back. Okay. Just, uh, hang on. If you guys finish it before me, don't worry about it. I'll be right back. so amazing man this is this is this may be my future hat forever i may have to wear this hat in conjunction i may have to just wear multiple hats because this hat is so beauty i love it it's so pretty oh man i can't i can't stop looking at it it's glorious it's it's better than glorious it's it's stupendous it's so pretty oh thank you thank you it's everything I wanted. Oh, hey guys! I didn't I didn't know you guys were here. Is it time for the podcast? Son of a gun! All right. They're good. They they just figured that out. We're set. Let's get into the podcast. to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is the beginning of Season 6. We're going to be diving into the patch notes. I'm going to be talking about sea forts and my experience. Uh, we're going to be diving into the cosmetics that we got in. There's a lot to talk about, and I'm really excited to get into it because I think this is probably some of the most fun content that I've had in a while. It's it's so fun to do this stuff. So we're going to be diving into all of that. Uh, I want to try and break down some information about the sea forts. If you're if you haven't been able to jump into one yet, uh, what you can expect, what you should look for, and what you should make sure you don't miss, and what could be coming in the future. So we're going to be diving into a lot of that. So sit back, relax. We've got a lot to talk about this episode. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that are helping support me get to SOT Fest this summer. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone over at the uh, UK area during Sea of Thieves Fest. The tickets are sold out. As far as I know, I am still working on getting a panel set up so that we can record a live episode there. I'm going to be going with Davram TV from Pirate Talk Radio. He and I are going to be doing a podcast regardless if we have a panel or not. We're just going to be talking about uh, SOT. Fest in general. I can't wait to meet any of you that are going. I can't wait to meet anyone that just happens to be in the area. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be staying in London, but we're going to be traveling up to SOT Fest in general. So uh, I'm going to be there for sure during the weekend and probably a few days after just to make sure that uh, I have an opportunity to see the sites because it's my first time going to England and you guys are helping me do that. So thank you so much. Uh, if you want to help join in and support me or if you just want to get into uh, the Patreon so you can get in 
into the Gold Hoarder episodes at the end of the month. Or if you're looking to get your questions in for when I have more of the rare guests uh, coming, I've got some more that I'm trying to schedule out right now. I know they want to do it. It's just a matter of timing. So I want to thank those. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast and support this content. If you love what I do, it really makes a difference. So thank you to uh, People's Republic, Elecute, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fallen, Fergatron, Captain Vane, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazi the Rogue, King Flameheart, Lumpy SRQ, Ocarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Savage Hamster, Norwegian, Tarnished Film, who's a new one. Thank you for joining Tarnished Film. TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Murphy Lives, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Void, Whimsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much. And a special note, Windsor Chris I missed last week, and he reached out to me to let me know that he thought that there was a mistake in the billing. And I wanted to let him know personally on the podcast that was my mistake. So if I ever miss your name and it's on me, let me know. Keep me accountable because that's something that you want in the show. That's you you get to put your name on there. You're supporting the podcast you're in the credits i want to make sure that you're credited so please keep me honest by letting me know if that happens and thank you to windsor chris for letting me know and pirates with that let's get into the episode All right, let's get into sea forts. These are going to be the first item on today's docket. We're going to be diving into the patch notes, this whole thing. So if you haven't played this and you want to avoid spoilers, skip this episode till you get a chance to jump in because I want to talk about them, what you can expect, uh, the kind of loot, how long they're going to take, you know, where they're at, things like that. So I want to make sure that you guys have that information going into uh, the game. So let's talk right off the bat about the uh, the patch notes we got 2.5.0. Uh, this brings in its major major introduction, which is obviously sea forts. There are now six of those that are available across the different seas and the three main seas, uh, the ancients, uh, ancient isles, the wilds, and of course the shores of plenty. And they're pretty spaced out. They're they're closer towards the outer side of most of the actual uh, islands, and you're going to find them on the outskirts of the map. So it's nice that you can kind of jump in, and it looks like most of them are actually going to be fairly close to an outpost. I think uh, Golden Sands Outpost is really the, the only caveat to this, just because of what's been going on over at uh, Golden Sands Outpost. And otherwise, I think if that... If that that uh, tavern or if that outpost ever comes back to being normal, then it will be pr pretty close to those. Um, an interesting thing that I noticed on the map when I was playing with a friend last night, we were looking at uh, where to go and I was kind of telling him, you know, head for the sea forts and stuff. Well... Unfortunately, everything in the game is either an island or a fort. Uh, and with even some of the actual forts, the skeleton forts being called uh, fortresses, like uh, I think Crow's Nest Fortress is one that is uh, technically a skeleton fort. 
even though we call it a fortress in the game. So um, it's kind of hard to let them know, like, hey, go to the sea fort. It's like, okay, well, which ones are the sea forts if you haven't seen anything in the game? Uh, there's nothing really discerning about the sea fortress's names outside of just being called a fortress. Um, so, but I like that these are kind of spread out. Uh, I did a test today just to kind of run out and see like how they were as far as uh, time goes. And I'm really impressed. Um, I think this is actually a really fun thing to do. Uh, they change based on crew size. So it doesn't matter, you know, how how you go in there. If you go in with there with four people, it's going to take about the same amount of time as it would for a solo person, which I really like. Uh, but I managed to get in. I hopped into a server, um, I spawned at Plunder Outpost, and I sailed over to the fortress that's over by Sharkbait Cove. Uh, it took me a few minutes to get over there, and by the time I killed the captain, it had been about 10 minutes to actually do the fort. Uh, it then took me about 20 minutes to take all of the treasure, load it all up, and then make my way back to Plunder Outpost and turn it in. Um, it probably would have taken less time if I had uh, not been so concerned about a random robo on Plunder Outpost. I thought someone might have been tucking and uh, I ended up doing a lap around the island, which kind of cut into some of that time. But overall, I would say that these are a great short experience. Uh, they take roughly around a half hour, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you are or how lucky you are at finding the keys. Uh, and I really like them. Each of these forts are something that has come into the world as a result of the veil between the Sea of Thieves and the Sea of the Damned uh, becoming thinner. And as a result, these mysterious forts, which are kind of created off of the memories of the Spanish soldiers that inhabit them, uh, are now in the world. And you can uh, embark on these. Uh, there's definitely a front and a back to them if you look at the design of each of the forts they're roughly a square but uh two-thirds or, or probably about half of the island is one where it doesn't have like a very good kind of approachable dock um being that these are all made out of uh cement it's it's pretty pretty clear where the front portion of there is a back portion to the fort which actually has a water gate that leads into um i can't i can't think of what they'd actually be called uh, I know there's there's a probably a good technical term for them but where you would be able to row a rowboat into one. Uh, so the the all the gates, uh, as you get there, are actually all raised. Uh, you can't actually get through them. Um, so you have to kind of go in through the front door. And as you're approaching, you start hearing the music and you start getting the, uh, the bell tolling, which is, it sounds amazing. Uh, and you start seeing a lot of cannon fire come up. Uh, the cannon fire isn't too active, but when you actually get up there, that's when you start to notice that there's uh, going to be a bunch of... Uh, different phantoms that kind of greet you um right off the bat you can hit them with fire bombs or blunder bombs and actually kind of knock them back or, or set them on fire which is interesting uh kind of a good way to clear out that first little group so you have an opportunity to get on the island without a whole bunch of pirates just kind of killing you each of the phantoms is kind of nice they only take a one flintlock shot or about 50 percent of a, a normal pirate's health uh to be able to take those out 
And kind of as you're going uh, through there, um, they'll drop ammo pouches and stuff like that. So uh, don't uh, you don't necessarily need to worry about taking an eye or reach or a blunderbuss if you don't want to. A sword or a flintlock is actually just perfect for the actual occasion. Um, and I, I would just recommend jumping in there and having fun. The little the little touches that they put on this are amazing. Uh, with each of the different forts, you're going to have two in each of the seas. Two are overgrown down in the ancients. Uh, two were kind of the more pristine versions of, of what you would normally see in their heyday out in the shores of plenty. And then the two out in the wilds are actually more like prisons and have cages with a bunch of skeletons tied up. It's really cool to kind of see like how they've designed all this. I, th I think they've done a really great job of keeping the aesthetic of, of the dark and dreary wilds uh, accustomed to those, those fortresses as well as the overgrown nature of like Devil's Ridge or Thieves Haven or Plenty. Plunder, Plunder Valley and uh, attach that to the way you find uh, these fortresses down in the ancients. Uh, and it's just the shores of plenty of Gen is just kind of the, the peak of piracy, what everything looks like in its pristine form. Uh, and it's really cool to be at those ones as well, too. Um, I really like the sea forts. I think the sea forts are a great way to engage players for a short amount of time and actually reward them pretty decently. So one of the things you want to keep in mind when you were looking for these forts to see if you can actually do them or, or if they're active, they're not a, a world event. So there's no way to really tell like how they're going to be uh, up unless you actually sail towards them. Uh, when you see one, you'll see a bunch of uh, green ghostly lights uh, at the actual fort. And there's going to be a little flag that's at the top, a little pennant that's raised. Um, some of them have two, but the highest one is going to be the indicator there. When you actually complete the fort, uh, in which case you'll have have to wait through uh, different waves. I think there's roughly about five or six different waves of phantoms with uh, culminating in a in a phantom captain. Um, once you kill the captain, uh, he'll drop uh, a treasure key, which will give you access to the fort treasury, which is down on the bottom level. Um, there's a bottom level that's uh, the, the sea level. And then there's the standard level, which I would say is kind of like the mess hall, the, the cook and kind of the entryway. Uh, then there's a floor above that, which I recall as being the bunks, um, if I remember, or maybe it's just a, a planning room or a, 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 a regular room. And then I think the floor above that is actually the bunks. And then the top floor is actually going to be the roof. And even above the roof, there is a small little section there that has the bell uh, just above the actual storage unit, which there's a, a storage uh, section on top of the roof that is also locked which if you run around the island and open up some of the cabinets some of the nightstands um even the little turrets uh, have um, uh, little boxes in there you can open up and look and see. You can find the storeroom key, and the storeroom will have additional pieces of treasure as well, too. In fact, most of the uh, little little um, uh, cabinets and stuff will have treasure hidden in them. And keep an eye out in the actual fort treasury as well, too, because the shelves in there have loot that's placed fairly uh, naturally. So you can definitely run by uh, like a crate of exquisite spices and not really catch it's not doesn't really catch your eye compared to the uh corner of the fort treasury where it has like piles of gold that you can pick up with a chair and like a little cup and a couple uh, ghostly treasures and stuff like that so 
definitely keep your eye out for stuff take your time after you've cleared out this fort which really should only take about 10 minutes or so to, to work your way through the different waves and stuff um some of the cool things that I, I noticed about this was that in these forts they've taken a lot of time to really kind of work on some of the aesthetic um i, I can't remember which one i was at but i was in one of them where i was on the bottom floor where the treasury is and there's a there's actually a jail cell in there where there's a skeleton uh and there's rituals that are being performed in that that prison cell and if you go up to the prison cell uh there's a key uh to the lock that has has not really been found it's not in the game as far as we know and bear in mind like the the stuff that we have in the the update right now is only part of the update we were actually supposed to be getting the pirate legend voyages uh those were intended to be launched at the start of season six those have actually been delayed um i think they're coming later in the season but we're not really sure because we we don't have word on that but that is still intended to be in this update it's just not something that's currently available for us so sea forts are kind of the main thing right now but getting to uh some of the aesthetics i just wanted to kind of mention like there are uh pulley systems and uh that are in the actual sea forts so if you go into the bottom floor of the sea fort you have uh you know kind of a, a t-square shape room where there's a hallway that leads to the treasury uh which leads to a gate that that gate is actually connected to the outside of the front of the actual outpost or the the fort sorry not the outpost uh whereas the little water well area that's down where you can kind of load in a rowboat uh they actually have different um pulley systems connected to uh an offloading uh, uh pallet which I can't think of other words to really describe it, but essentially one of those things, kind of like the elevators on Thieves Haven where you can stack stuff on it and then use a pulley to lower it. Well, you can lower it and you can raise this pallet, but you can also move it in and out away from the actual um, uh, thing so that it hovers above the water. And then you can lower it down. And then if the gate is raised, what you can do is you can use your ship's harpoon to actually harpoon the treasure off of this pallet uh, which is, is a little easier access to get in there and actually do that. Getting to um, one of the things that I did kind of want to touch on about these forts is there's a very large presence of questionable stuff going on. Um, when the game was earlier in its in its infant or earlier in its design, we got the Fort of the Damned, and the way we got the Fort of the Damned was actually through uh, Wanda and Stitcher Jim, or who was the the mysterious stranger when uh, when we didn't when we weren't a hundred percent for sure like who it was, uh, and as we are kind of helping them out delivering these dark relics which if you're not aware uh, the actual season itself season six actually is called the 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 dark relics uh season it is uh if you look at the different um if you look at the different titles that are available for each of the different things like the first title that you actually have available to you is called the castaway of dark relics so and the the flag is actually uh the flag of of dark relics is available at uh five and then the sales are available at 10 and the whole season is kind of focused around these dark relics which i think is going to be kind of closer and closer as we get closer towards that that pirate legend uh information uh or as far as those voyages and stuff come so i think that's kind of what's coming down the line and we don't actually have 
any kind of special events right now to really go on. So it's hard to tell, like, is this part of that or are we going to get something different in the future? Um, but to kind of speak to uh, the the Fort of the Damned was something that was created as a result of these dark relics. It was uh, something that actually shifted the old boot fort that was just a regular skeleton fort into this Fort of the Damned, which uh, harbored the spirit of the of Grey Morrow and is, is constantly uh, something that you can spawn up using a dark ritual skull as well as the Flames of Fate. Uh, similarly, these forts, these sea forts that have come from the Sea of the Damned, uh, from the memories of these these phantoms, these Spanish uh, Spanish conquistador phantoms. Um, if you wander around in there and you pay attention to some of the stuff that's going on in these sea forts, you'll start to notice scrawlings on these large scrolls that are pinned against the walls, or you'll find uh, uh, the the true pirate code uh, right above a table on one of the floors with the with the actual bunks uh, that has Wanda the Warsmith's uh, uh, actual pirate code. The same pirate code that she had hanging or she has hanging up uh on her workbench at wander's refuge in her in her secret little hideout there uh as well as just the rituals that are going on down in the prison cell uh that we don't have a key to which i don't know that we need a key to because it's a, a prison cell you can see exactly what's going on in there but i imagine there's a reason for all of that um so we just haven't found that i imagine what's going to happen honestly i think what's going to happen is, is that there is going to be some sort of special thing that happens that forces us to take a dark relic to one of these sea forts to perform some sort of ritual to summon a boss that will cause us to kill them to get the key to be able to open this up to retrieve something like the veil of Ma the veil of ancients mask or something like that like it'll it'll probably be tied in with bell as well as um uh the pirate lord sorry i was blanking on his name so ramses uh to to kind of push us further along in the story uh right now we um are waiting on the next adventure uh, according to the in-game or UI, it says it's two weeks away, which I have to trust because we just don't know like when it's supposed to be popping up. Uh, the season ends in 14 weeks, and we haven't really seen anything that we've caught, as far as I've caught, uh, talking about what's going on with the, the current mystery. One of the things that actually points to this even more clearly is if you actually go into the game and take a look at the adventures tab next to quests in the second page adventure 2 actually says that the uh, story is titled forts of the forgotten and while we don't know anything about it it does seem to kind of indicate that with the season being tied around dark relics with bell and ramses being an integral part and knowing that pirate legends are going to be telling us more about what's going on plus the teaser trailer talking about uncovering more information about the ancients it feels like we're going to be using dark relics as a way to uncover a mystery about how these forts came into the sea of thieves and if this is going to be something that needs to get stopped in the future or how we're going to go about it. Overall, as far as forts go uh, with the sea forts, I think these are a great addition. I've had a ton of fun jumping in either solo or with other people to clear them out. Uh, one of the fun things that I kind of learned about these is I was trying to take note about how good these were as far as gold or you know what the value of them were, if they're going to be something that people are going to stick with. 
uh, I just want to point out that a storage crate is roughly about 17 grand in the game in gold. And with the sea forts, if you complete them, you roughly get about four to five pieces from each of the three main trade companies, whether it be Order of Souls, Merchant, Alliance, or Gold Hoarders. You get about four to five pieces of treasure each if you find everything, uh, including the storeroom. And that's not necessarily including the kegs because I don't want to include those. They aren't worth that much. So I, I try to uh, exclude those from the value. But with all of the treasure that you can get from a sea fort you can get about 15 to 17,000 worth in gold back which is roughly about what it costs to pick up a storage crate and the reason i bring up the storage crate is because if you've been to some of these forts and you've actually you know pulled in the uh, cranes that have the three barrels uh, each of those barrels generally has some really good pieces of meat or fish that you can get it's actually really good selection of food and if you wander around to the different barrels you can actually find that uh, many of the barrels have somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 planks to 150 cannonballs and a whole bunch of fruit uh, so if you're starting out, what I would recommend is don't even bother with the outpost. Um, grab a storage crate, head over to a nearby fort, grab a bunch of treasure, clear out the fort, get all of the supplies, and then head to the next fort to do the same thing over. And by the time you're done, if you're able to, you're, you're, you should have a fairly hefty amount of supplies uh, to be able to take on any adventure. Plus, you would have already been out there getting treasure, so the investment cost for the storage crate should be taken care of. Plus, you're working on your renown, and you have something to add towards your emissary ledgers without having to lose time uh, stocking up as you normally would at an outpost. Most of the outposts I've come into nowadays are already pretty wiped out from whoever was at there uh, most recently, either when they logged out or when they, uh, they got there before I did and they just haven't had a reset. So it's actually more beneficial to you to head over to a sea fort with just a storage crate, recoup the costs based on the treasure that you get from there, get all of the supplies, and then the treasure's going to count towards your emissary value anyway which we just got a whole bunch of new emissary ledgers that are going to kick up now it's already the 13th of the month and you may be wondering how the heck am i supposed to get my uh rewards for my emissary uh by the end of the month if we're already two weeks in well it's not kicking off yet in fact if you head into the emissaries to take a look at the different rewards uh those are not going to actually roll over until the beginning of april in fact it always starts starts at the beginning of each month regardless of when the new uh, emissary rewards are added to the game, in which case it was with season six. So if you head in there, you'll be able to take a look. It looks like Reapers are up to uh, weapons, as well as the Gold Hoarders, Order of Souls, and Merchant Alliance. So you should be able to get the weapons for those. And then with, uh, of course, the Athena's Fortune. Athena's Fortune should still be working on the rest of the set of the Magpie's Glory sales um, or, or ships liveries. Uh, so the white version, white and gold versions of the Athena fortune sales. So 
instead of it being uh, black and green uh, it's going to be gold and white you should be very familiar and you should already have the weapons for this uh, again just a reminder that the uh, ledgers for the current season um, that we already are, are, are past but are still available uh, those are ending in 18 days as of the recording so you have roughly about two weeks to go to try and get the last bits of those ledgers done so that you can get caught up for when the next round of uh, rewards are available at the beginning of April. I wanted to touch on Seaforts uh, for the commendations. There's some commendations and some achievements. The achievements I'll knock out real quick. There's three of them. They're worth about four or no, 65 uh, gamer score. Uh, you're going to be able to do these uh, fairly easily, so I wouldn't worry about them too much. Uh, with the Bilge Rats reputation, uh, the commendations are coming out. These ones are going to be a little bit tougher. Um, let me see if actually, before I jump into this, I want to see if I can pull up the actual uh commendation or excuse me achievements um for these let's see the first one is uh what is your or what's yours is mine that's opening a sea fort treasury should be very easy in fact already one percent of the population have already achieved this and it's only been out for less than a week uh so really glad to see that um i'm trying to see do i have do I have the other ones? I think I don't have the other ones unlocked yet. And I think that comes with time. Let me take a quick look and see. Uh, let's see. So there's what's yours is my master burglar and from whence they came. Um, so no, I have not completed those. And that's just because uh, some of these actually are a little bit tougher to do unless you've actually been grinding these out um, for quite a while. So uh, from whence they came that's actually a commendation once you complete that commendation to all all uh, grade five uh, then you should be able to get that gamer score um, i'm in grade four right now i have 172 out of 175 done so if it multiplies the way it normally does then grade five should be killing 250 c4 phantoms uh, the other one which is the master burglar is uh, in grade two i've got 14 out of 15 for that so i imagine that's probably probably going to be grade five is going to be 50 and that's where you just go in and discover 15 secret stashed treasures uh, on a sea fort so if you open up like the cabinets and the nightstands and uh, the cupboards things like that just pulling treasure from there or gold pouches from there are going to be the way to actually uh, uh, get through that commendation as well as earn that achievement. Um, some of the commendations that are not tied to achievements though are things like uh, light fingered. Uh, you discovered a secret stash on a treasure on a sea fort, which is just what I talked about a little bit before. Uh, and then you've got uh, the faster cook, which if you go into the actual sea fort, there's the, the main floor has a map table, which is just a huge wall map, which is amazing. You can actually utilize it. Uh, although reapers do not appear on that. So don't, don't look at that map and think that you're fine because it won't show any reaper flags or reaper emissaries on there you want to make sure that you go out and actually take a look at the map on your ship table to keep an eye out for any kind of reapers um a few of the other ones that i actually really like uh is is to do with the that main floor um when you go in there there's a nice fireplace there's a table there's a mess hall there's a couple cupboards but the kitchen area actually has a large stove and the large stove actually uh fits four frying pans so you can actually cook four pieces of food uh on the actual frying pans at the same time which if you've got a bunch of kraken or megalodon that you've been sitting on and you don't want to have to wait uh 
either by you know next to an island where there's only like your ship and then the actual uh, uh frying pan or, or cooking spot on there in fact i think uh, mermaid's hideaway is probably the best one that i can think of off the top of my head because there's one over by um what is it five paces frank i think and then there's one right on the uh, west side of the island on the beach and then there's of course uh the one that's next to your ship or on your ship so you could feasibly have three pieces cooking there but the sea forts are going to be the best because they've honestly got four plus your ship so that's five total that you could use to cook up uh an entire thing of megalodon which is is amazing um, but there's a commendation attached to that as well as doubloons. Uh, so, and also if you, if you find a, uh, a sea fort stashed, um, that's going to be another bit of doubloons that you'll be able to get from there. Um, the next one is called Forty Fort, like fort as in a pun. And then why winks, 40 winks. And that's one where uh, in the in the actual, let's see, probably the, the fourth floor, uh, you've got the the uh, bunk or uh, where, where all the bunk beds are and stuff. Um, and there's uh, bunk beds in there that you can actually share with other people. So you can sit in the top bunk or the bottom bunk and you can share uh, that. And when two people share a bunk bed, you'll actually get another achievement as well as some more doubloons. Uh, the next one is going to be Get Off My Lawn, which I love. It's, it's the clan name that I'm in for Destiny and that is hitting another cruise ship with a sea fort cannon and it's only one and once you hit it you're good um so if you if you're sitting at a fort and someone's coming up towards you you can use the cannons that are actually on the fort i love that i think it's brilliant i think it's a great way to kind of uh add value to these sea forts because with arena closing uh no longer are there places for people to be able to uh do tdm but now with a sea fort uh that functionality built in so there's an opportunity now for players to sail up to a sea fort and try and take it from someone else try and get the treasure that's in there but the sea fort actually has defenses and you can actually defend against it in fact i was trying to do a fort of fortune um or what was it where was this hidden springs keep and there's a, a sea fort that's just north of that uh and we ended up um working with uh our, our working to get the sea fort to get supplies because we were low on supplies we ended up leaving the actual uh hidden springs keep and we ended up sailing up to that fort and uh big bad pad ended up taking the storage crate that i failed to fill and running around filling it and then hopped off the sea fort without having completing it but managed to get a whole bunch of really good supplies for us uh and we ended up um you know being able to take out a couple other crews as a result of that and getting all of the fort of fortune treasure so it was it was pretty awesome it was pretty pretty cool to see like just what you could do with that but one of the things that i was doing was when we were actually on that fort um we were circling around uh, against a brig who actually had a uh, captain blue hawk who was in the discord um and and showed up on our twitch stream um congratulating us on the on, on the win and it was ggs to their crew as well they fought hard uh but it was funny because i was trying to use the actual sea fort cannons to try and uh, get some shots in on the brigantine because I, I wanted to get this get off my lawn uh commendation knocked out um, it's only 10 balloons, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing that uh, be a lot more valuable in the future. The only other one that um, I can really say is is really 
something you should go do, which is definitely a good one, is 30 doubloons, and that's just to go visit all of the, the different sea forts out in the Sea of Thieves. So there's six of them. You just have to sail in a big circle to head to all the different ones. Um, once you, you do one, you'll be able to kill the, the, the sea fort captain. Uh, that'll get you one more of the commendations knocked out for some doubloons. Uh, and then you have to open a treasury, which I believe the treasuries are per person. I don't believe those are per crew. Um, I'd have to I'd have to ask a couple uh, folks around in that, but you get commendations for opening different sea fort treasuries. Like right now, I'm at grade two. I've opened eight of ten, uh, so I think that's probably going to go up to fifty as well too. But there aren't any doubloons tied to that one. You may be wondering why I'm bringing up doubloons, as if that's something that people care about. Well, it, it it's going to be. So one of the things that came as a result of the patch notes was actually Outpost Cosmetics. Uh, we found out that there is a Sandy Corsair Sea Dog set that was added to the Outpost clothing shops that are now in stock. Uh, those are now available for gold. Again, thank you Rare for putting the uh, clothing back in the clothing shops instead of with Lorena or, or previously Duke so that we can actually purchase those. It's nice to have a reason to go visit the actual uh, Outpost vendors. And then the past season gameplay emotes. Um, Lorena is now offering two previously season-locked emotes for purchase with doubloons. Uh, players willing to part with a large number of doubloons can purchase the barrel disguise and rolling dice emotes. Now, the barrel disguise, disguise was one that I believe was in year one, uh, or not year one, season one of the plunder pass, or not the plunder pass, the standard season pass. Uh, back in season one it was something that everyone got for the the first level uh, of the actual season pass all you had to do was hit level one and you got it it's something that a lot of players that like to hide uh, and use the the barrel hide emote um, were you know coveting that and there were a lot of players that came post season one as a result of a pirate's life that found out about this emote and have been wondering when they can actually get that. Uh, if you've earned this, then you won't have to worry about this, but it does look like they are going to be using a lot of the old gameplay emotes and items from past season passes where it wasn't through the plunder pass uh, that these are now going to be offered uh, through doubloons. I don't know if it's going to extend to time limited cosmetics that they are going to be adding through the season pass. I know that we have some that came with season six, uh, but I imagine that some of the stuff that people have missed that aren't technically uh, time limited are things that they're probably going to look to bring to the game through Lorena for the cost of doubloons, which I agree with. I think this is a great way to start adding some value to doubloons. I do think that there's eventually going to be some big doubloon dumps as a lot of people still have a lot of doubloons that they aren't using right now. And while I may only be sitting on 14K, uh, I do think that they are going to be adding something to the game very similar to the way that we got some Dark Adventurer clothing sets uh, that they will probably look to do something uh, akin to that, but something that actually kind of goes along with uh, the, the gold sink that was the Dark Adventurer sets. So 
So with season six, we're getting a refresh on trials. This is something that many of us were checking out when they first came out and really don't look at because originally they started to get pretty recycled. You know, you kind of knew what you had to do for each of them. Now they're bringing these back and they're going to be a little bit different, but still fairly familiar for most folks. Uh, the thing that I wanted to draw attention to was the fact that these are going to have weekly, monthly, and then seasonal goals. The seasonal goals seem like they're pretty high numbers, but if you start working on these month by month, it should not be too hard to actually do if you're working on the different ones specifically. Um, the reason why I bring these up out of the patch notes is because as people are working through seasonal around, I've noticed that many people don't necessarily have as much time to be able to sail as others. And I wanted to make sure that you had some of the things that you could do that would help out with this. Uh, starting off with weekly trials. Weekly trials already is going to be a pretty easy one to do. They reset every Thursday and they're pretty easy to move through. So uh, this one, for example, the first uh, deed that you can complete, bury a valuable item. That's it. Just head over to uh, of an island or somewhere and bury something. The next one is actually going to be digging up valuable items buried by another crew. And this one's a little bit easier because you're not going to be doing something that has to be done by another crew. The pre-made maps that you can find on any of the quest boards at outposts or sea posts will offer those pre-generated ones that if you grab those and dig up 10 items off of there, you're going to be able to earn this uh, deed fairly easily as as well and then the last one takes a little more effort because instead of turning something in you have to be burying something for someone else and this one just requires you to sell excuse me it doesn't require you to bury it requires you to sell uh, 10 chests or skulls to whoever accepts them whether it be reaper's bones order of souls or gold hoarders uh, you can turn them in anywhere you just have to turn in 10 of those items whether it be a mixture of both or all chests or all skulls and that's it that's it for the week when you do that you get all of those three deeds done it's a quite nice a bit of uh, renown if i have to say so it's it's easy to get pretty far into the season pass uh just working on some of this stuff alone um, not to mention like when you go to an island you're probably going to be dealing with skeletons or phantoms or ocean crawlers so you're going to be doing a little bit of combat as well too and that's always going to help kind of get your uh renown level up as well as just the fact that you're going to be sailing around anyway so you might as well throw down a voyage get the miles and then work towards uh knocking out some of these buried treasure items burying stuff and then digging stuff up from other people and then turning that stuff in super easy way to get good renown and make sure that you're staying on top of your seasonal pass most people who are playing a lot this isn't going to be an issue, probably not for you, but I figured I'd mention it anyway. If you want to try and get some of those cosmetics early, especially with things like uh, level 45 with Bell's Hat or level 100 with the Stranger's Sword or the scars, uh, scars that come at the uh, level 100 as well. So make sure you're getting your value out of that. Make sure you're getting all of the items. Uh, there was an interesting conversation that I had with Davram about this, um, where we were working on these kind of things for our streams. And one of the things that we, we were kind of talking about was the odd balance that has 
the season pass right now like the season pass for sea of thieves is unlike any other season pass that i've been a part of most season passes have all the really good stuff in the paid version and all of the really good stuff this season seems to be coming in the form of the free version now i don't know if this is something they're doing for the sake of engagement obviously they want players to be coming back to play the game uh but i'm i'm really genuinely kind of surprised that the the stuff that i am really looking forward to is actually the stuff that is going to be in the free pass um sea of thieves has never asked for you to pay for any of those expansions any of these these content updates they only ask that you consider buying stuff from the actual plunder pass but uh or the pirate emporium and the pirate emporium actually has some really good content coming in as well too but to kind of stick with the season pass conversation i want to jump on and kind of talk about some of the stuff that we're going to be getting with this dark relics season pass and just how season six looks like it's going to be shaping up in general right off the bat one of the first things that i like is that they are pairing up uh things in the in the season pass so level 43 you get two different haircuts one for uh males and one for females um they also offer the different types of uh um, uh, outfits that are going around so right now there's two kinds of or two kinds of uh naval commander and uh naval sailor i believe is the other one um that you can get from this the the, or actually no it looks like it's just the command stuff is that right yeah the naval commander cosmetic set is the um the the piecemeal clothing set that you can get from the season pass it's broken up along the actual levels i really like this i think it's beautiful i think they did a really good job of cap capturing kind of the the spanish naval fleet during the time of, of piracy and giving it a really good look in Sea of Thieves. I think a lot of us have wanted kind of these imperial or uh, kind of these these company style clothing, you know, we've uh, or at least for me especially, you know, things like the uh, the uh, different India in East India Trading Company kind of look as far as like a lot of the officers or, or the, the Spanish Inquisition, I think was a, a joke that a lot of people have been making because of this uh, outfit, you know, no one really expects it, but it's 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 true like it looks great it it really fits with the style as soon as i saw um i think the uh the naval commander set in full immediately made me think of uh the the uh, disney movie pocahontas with um gosh what is i think it's rorschach which i think is an ironic name i don't think it's actually rorschach i think i'm misremembering the name of the bad the the villain in that uh but with pocahontas you had the the one guy who just he looked like he was you know right out of of the upper echelon of uh society you know he was trying to be um kind of that 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 uh forward forward facing officer and it's just really funny to me because he he always wore like the metal breastplate and uh it was it was black if i remember and he had the you know the little cloak that went over uh his his um shoulder and stuff and he had a little pug dog it was really hilarious i'm trying to remember what his name was um oh it wasn't it wasn't rorschach it was ratcliffe uh governor ratcliffe was the name um and that was just it was such a ah, such a fun movie but for some reason every time i look at the uh, naval commander costume that we have it, it, it totally reminds me of uh ratcliffe 
and just like how he was so every time i i see anyone with it and it just makes me want to start singing like dig 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 you know and uh, i i can't get over it but anyway um it's a really great set i think i really think rare is is just knocking it out of the park as far as uh their their clothing cosmetics now whoever they've gotten designing it and modeling it and getting it so that it works on all the pirates you guys are doing a, a fabulous job i really think it's it's really cool um i will still say that i i still constantly hear people saying that they want the davy jones costume in the pirate emporium to have the squid tentacles i don't know how hard that is or why that's not a thing but a lot of people still really want that and and still don't they, they aren't letting it go <laughs> so if that gets fixed, I'm sure a lot of people would be very happy about that costume. Uh, the one thing that I did want to draw attention to with the season pass as far as um, what you're going to be getting with the actual paid version is the new Spring Blossom uh, ship collection. Um, this is, uh, it, it comes alongside the Forest Blessings costume, um, which is, it's really interesting actually. I'm really kind of surprised that they, that they went this route because it looks very much like what I would expect from the spring blossom or the the japanese blossom uh festivals that happen usually in march um and it looks great i think it's it's really beautiful uh i haven't really heard anyone talking about these being the thing that they are excited about which kind of concerns me because it's it's the paid version and that is the the version that i think people should be wanting you know rare as a company making money off of this so that they, they can support the employees to continue making the game that we love should be the version that we are excited for um but unfortunately i haven't really heard anyone talking about this now the interesting thing is is that the ford forest blessing costume comes in three different styles uh the first style being a very natural look to it you look just like a pirate wearing a very specific costume Whereas the the next one up kind of has uh, some bark growing on you as if it's a kind of a curse that's uh, affixed to you while you're wearing this outfit. And then the last one is just it's full bore. You've got uh, a full kind of um, forest mask. It kind of reminds me of uh, some of the the different uh, creatures that you would see in like I'm trying to think of the movie that's um, Princess Mononoke, Mononoke Hime. Um, the little little uh, forest spirits, which is it's blanking on me now. I can't remember what they're called, um, but the little guys there. It looks like you're kind of a creature from uh, the the forest, which is really kind of cool. You know, your bark is or your flesh is turned to bark, and it looks like roots kind of weaving in, in in each other. They've done a really good job with that as well, but no one seems to be really talking about it. And other than the the spring blossom figurehead and the capstan, I haven't really heard too many people talking about the the ship cosmetics either. Which is interesting because I actually really love uh, what they've done with this cosmetic. Oh my gosh! I'm so, okay. So, uh, little inside baseball here. I I like to talk about the content that we're that I'm going to be sharing with you while I'm actually looking at it in game. And typically I do this stuff in Maiden Voyage. Typically like during Maiden Voyage is when I'm kind of sitting around staring at you know things. I'm not disturbed, I'm not getting bothered by anyone. But this time I decided I wanted to sail around and get some miles on uh, Merchant Alliance just on a, a reg regular voyage. I kid you not, I'm sailing by Sharkbait Cove right now. Someone is doing Tall Tale 5 of Davy Jones. Like the tower's out there, it's a sloop. They're, they're running around, uh, Davy Jones is 
has, has got his ship out there. He's on the last thing. I don't want to mess with him at all, but it's just really kind of cool to see him uh, out there like working on it. Like you can't tell because obviously Davy Jones's uh, uh, head isn't showing for everyone because of this tall tale. But it's so cool to just kind of be on the outside of someone working on Tall Tale 5 right now from a pirate's life and enjoying it and just seeing the battle from afar. It's so so interesting there's a ton of ghost loot out there man you could oh, i could go over there and scoop up a couple crates and be set but i'm not trying to do anything right now i just want to kind of uh, record for you but it looks like he's doing all right he he's yeah it looks like davy jones has got the uh the why am i blanking on his ship i can't blink on everything tonight geez i gotta remember some names anyway the ghost fleets are going around he's doing okay uh it's it looks like yeah he's looks like he's on that last wave it's no no crackling thunder or anything like that but he's getting some good shots in um i don't know why i feel like i need to to shot call this right now i should just keep sailing on to what i was working on um where were what, what was i talking about we were talking about the spring blossom uh, cosmetics. Um, I like them. I think the the capstan, which if you haven't gotten a chance to take a look at it, it's literally like a little bonsai tree in the middle of a or on a storm or uh, not a storm. I'm thinking of the the tall tale on a stone uh, in a in in with like a little circle pond around the stone, and there's little fish in the pond. It's cool. It's such a cool, like someone put a ton of work into making that capstan work. Like seriously, think about it. You're, you were, it's a, it's a capstan that has water in it, that has fish that are swimming around in it and a little tree and all the little leaves kind of, uh, move like in the wind and stuff. And it's just like this, that's, that's just a capstan that they put out there. And it's part of the plunder pass, which I honestly, like I had the coins from the last season when I completed season five, I held on to all my ancient coins that I earned from that. And I just saved them until season six, which was really hard to do because uh, I wanted to spend them. But I ended up saving them and I was able to buy the uh, season plunder pass just based off of the ancient coins that I had earned from last season. Um, a, a couple quick little side notes, too, I want to talk about before I forget. Uh, there's actually a bundle that is out right now uh, that's available for purchase. It is something that you can um, you can buy if you if you want to. You don't have to. But uh, there's the boy brigades bundle that's available only on the store uh, for xbox microsoft and steam and it gives you the isle hopper outlaw costume which i haven't talked about but the weapon bundle as well as the banjo uh, it gives you 550 ancient coins and 2500 uh, or no excuse me 25,000 gold uh, if you buy that and it's typically about 16 bucks uh, at least in the united states um, so i just wanted to kind of mention that because uh, with the plunder pass I'm going to be getting a lot of stuff and I'm going to be getting that ancient coin back. Uh, but the reason why I brought up the ancient coin in the in the bundle was because recently I found out that the sea forts are actually a really, really useful tool if you're going to be visiting them a lot. Because believe it or not, ancient skeletons can actually spawn on these. I did not realize this. I went on to uh, a, a fortress north of Galleon's Grave. And I was out there, I was uh, working on it, and then I was just kind of checking things out, and I was getting ready to shove off, when all of a sudden I heard the ancient Skelly music pop, and 
Instantly, I was filled with dread because I immediately realized I am on a fortress. There are like five levels to this fortress. I have no clue which level this fortress or this uh, this ancient skelly is going to be spawning on. And I freaked out. And then I turned around and he was right in front of me. And I was like, oh, well, never mind. He's right here. <laughs> We're good to go. I'll just go ahead and uh, deal with him then. Um, and I managed to get some ancient coins. And then I kid you not, a couple days later, I'm on a another sea fort with some other folks and a skeleton an ancient skelly spawns while we're working on the sea post or on the uh, the sea fortress and i'm like you gotta be kidding me these are great that's two ancient skellies in a week's time to be able to jump on and get some uh some actual skeleton uh loot and stuff and i was just like this is awesome i'm so for this sorry i'm pulling up to old brimstone fortress because it's the last one that i need to get the all six and uh, unfortunately, I, I hear the music, but it's in the fog, so I can't see it. Oh, it looks so cool. You guys, oh man, these sea forts are so, so cool looking. I really love these things. Um, but I'm sailing up to it now so I can actually work on it and stuff because it's it's literally the last one that I have for this. I just want to be able to, uh, to knock this out. Um, but the Season Pass has some really, really good cosmetics. And as much as I love these cosmetics, one of the biggest problems that I have right now is, is that that content is not locked behind the Plunder Pass. So I'm very curious to, to understand from Rare's perspective, if these are making enough money for them, is the Plunder Pass successful enough? Because I know a lot of people tend to buy them and they usually get them and then that's it. But there's a bunch of people who may be looking at the Naval Commander set or the uh, Dark Relics uh, makeup or the um, uh, Stranger's uh, Sword for the level 100 and think, ah, you know what? I like the spring forest stuff. It's cool. I'm a fan of Japan. I love the cherry blossom season. It's always been a, a big thing for me, but I'm just not feeling that cosmetic set. So I don't really have a drive. I'm not going to use the costume for the spirit forest. I'm not going to get the uh, spring blossom uh, set. And I'm just not too invested in that. Um, and instead, I think I'm more invested in the actual uh, blunder or the aisle hopper uh, set that is available through the plunder pass right now um and that was that was kind of my fear with this is, is that uh people would would see this and they wouldn't feel inspired to buy the plunder pass now why is that my problem well to be perfectly frank it's not it's not my problem i'm not the one that has to market the uh, game. I am marketing the game, um, you know, by just talking about it in general. Uh, but for the most part, I just want the game to succeed. And the best way to do that is if people buy stuff for it. So I'm hoping that things are going well. I'm assuming they will. Uh, concurrency and stuff for the, for the game or, or uh, you know, the number of players that play always seems to be going up. So I feel like the game is is still in a really good state. And with the Seaforts, I think this is a great way for us to actually be able to uh, play Sea of Thieves in a short session to be able to, to do stuff in the world uh, and be able to earn something fairly quickly and to be able to get through it. Um, I really do think that a lot of folks are going to have fun with these sea forts. And I think the season pass has a ton of really, really well-themed cosmetics. I'm very interested in the pirate legend content that will eventually be coming and I'm very curious to see like how these are going to uh, work with the actual sea forts, given that the next adventure seems to be tied to these in the long run. So uh, I, I feel like I want to take a quick break, actually. I want to complete this fort because I'm in the fog right now and I want to get some photos and I don't want to be disturbed. So I'm going to take a quick break. 
play around with this and then we'll come back and you guys won't even know. Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. Next up on today's docket, as we're going through the patch notes, let's talk about the Pirate Emporium. Uh, we got some new cosmetics that came in. The main one is going to be the Isle Hopper Outlaw. This is a ship set as well as a costume weapons banjo uh, and they added a couple more things in there, but the the actual costume comes with uh, a what is it? The emote, the specific costume emote that allows you to just start bashing your uh, <laughs> your guitar or your banjo into the uh, ground, which I love. This is very much a love letter to what I think is uh, Mad Max. Now, I you know a lot of people are going to say you know whatever they whatever they associate with it. To me, it reflects. Uh, a lot of Mad Max with its vibe, um, but also parts Waterworld too. I think uh, some of the the outfits and stuff remind me a lot of um, the Greasers. I think is what they were called uh, in Mad or Waterworld, and I, I love that because it, it's a little bit dirty, it's a little bit uh, raggedy, um, but it's definitely got a theme. And the theme is, well, to be blunt, it's uh, spikes. Lots and lots of spikes, as would make sense with aisle hoppers. Um, you've got yourself a very wide-brimmed hat with a bunch of uh, fins on it and some some uh, piercings along the brim. You've got a full face mask that has a glowing pink, neon pink skull with uh, bright, bright white eyes. Uh, and you've got shoulder pads, epaulets that have uh, spikes on them as well too. Um, the cost or the the cosmetic set for the actual ship has, I think, probably one of the coolest figureheads next to uh, Spinal. I think Spinal still wins this one out. Um, but I think that this one is is definitely up there as far as like one of the coolest things I've seen. This is definitely a set that I think I'm going to be picking up eventually because the collector's figurehead for this is absolutely beautiful. Um, if you're not a fan of things that glow, you're probably not going to be into this. But as someone who really enjoys the kind of uh, uh, cyberpunk with kind of like Mad Max, that dystopian future look, but, you know, wrapped up in a piratey aesthetic, like I'm all for that, man. That's that's straight up my bag. And I'm, I'm here to, to get anything I can of that because I love it uh even though i really do love kind of the natural aesthetic of pirates you know I, I really love the naval captain one because it feels like it's something from our world it feels very natural and i can kind of role play with that i think it's really cool um a 
side note, I just got attacked by a Kraken, and in a sloop solo, it's pretty easy. You kill two tentacles, it's not really a big deal. The treasure that I got from this, kind of surprising. Didn't think I'd get this. I got a uh, Sapphire Mermaid Gem, a Villainous Skull, a Devil's Remnant in a collector's box with 100 gold, two pieces of Kraken, and a crate of Ancient Bone Dust. It seems kind of weird that, uh, that I could get a, a, a crate of Ancient Bone Dust for killing two Kraken tentacles, uh, but there you have it. Um, so nice to see Karen out there. Uh, it's I still I still really like that. I think I might attribute Karen as one of the easier world events to do nowadays. We've got things ranging anywhere from a Megalodon and the Kraken all the way up to the Fort of Damned and the Fort of Fortune. Uh, and with, you know, like having those as, as things that can emerge in the world. I actually kind of like that. I like that we have this kind of breath of difficulty when it comes to different things and i know a few people have said that uh you know the kraken needs to get refreshed the kraken needs to be more dangerous and and while i agree that's the case you know maybe for a sloop instead of two tentacles it's four tentacles but the amount of damage it takes is still similar to uh for for each tentacle so you know three or four shots um per tentacle but if anything just to kind of make that make that kind of uh, last a little bit longer so people can experience it um really kind of give you that feel that you have when you're going through the maiden voyage and you're sailing by and a skeleton ship emerges which i haven't seen any skeleton ships emerge recently but i think that's a known issue right now um and you see it dragged down into the depths by the kraken that is a very it's a very intimidating thing but in practice when you actually get in there and you start playing around with the kraken the kraken isn't nearly as dangerous as it used to be uh back when it took a lot more time you know back before it was actually able to slap the ship it was just kind of sucking people up and then wrapping those were uh some of the, the original attacks that it had and and we've evolved the, the kraken since then but i do think that the kraken encounter especially on a sloop could last a little bit longer I, I still think for a brigantine and for a galleon it's still a little rough especially if you're not paying attention or people are not on the ship that can be very detrimental you have to like cancel what you're doing get back to where you were it's it's very different um but i i'm i'm getting sidetracked here because that was just a weird little off offshoot story uh talking about the isle hopper costumes i think this is one that i'm probably going to to pick up for sure um i want to get it at some point uh not being a sea of thieves partner is always the bane of this because it's it's one of those sad things where it's like i i don't get free access to any of this stuff uh to be able to showcase it but at the same time i'm not you know outside of me sailing from time to time with other people i'm not exactly showcasing it outside of the one or two streams that i do uh, a week for for people so i totally understand their desire for uh them to keep those as something that are, are just for oh i burned my crack and she's not going to take it um for them to to you know not want to actually like give it to me so I, I totally understand that that's not a big thing um maybe one day if i make it like a a, a full-time job as a streamer i'll uh, i'll be able to to apply for the twitch partner stuff um, but outside of that, I'm trying to take a look at some of the changes that we got. There's been some interesting things going on, but let me take a break, uh, segment this so that you guys have a break in this and, uh, we'll jump into, um, some, some other gameplay things that, that should be known as you're getting into the season.
All right, well, I'm going to see if I can shotgun some of these uh, updates so that way you guys can kind of keep this in, in the forefront of your mind as we're moving through this. Uh, there was a change to quick cycle through maps. So now instead of having, you know, you have like the uh, the pages in a tall tale book, you can kind of flip through them with the uh, left, right on the D-pad or the AD keys on your keyboard. You can now do the same thing with uh, mysterious notes or uh, quest maps on your quest radial. So if, you, if you're holding a map and you, you know that it's the next one or, or you select the wrong one or you just want to flip through them because you know one of them is actually the one that you're you're going to get uh you can actually um do that now using the actual uh flipped uh, uh through the pages cycle through the pages which is really awesome i'm glad that they that they made that change in there as well too um the other thing that they added which i think is really kind of cool is they uh gave you a scuttle reminder so now if you're being killed too often um if you've been killed three times in quick succession whether it be from other crews or from skeletons you're now going to get a prompt uh for for you to to remind you how to actually scuttle your ship uh which is kind of nice for for players that are stuck in a bad loop they don't know how to get out of it and they they didn't read the thing on their way through the ferry men to to kind of see like what's going on um there's a subtle reminder that pops up very similar to the tutorials in the game where they tell you how to fish or how to dig up treasure same kind of uh scenario when you're you're going through the maiden voyage and i i appreciate that because there's a lot of players that don't know what to do in this instance they don't know how to deal with that situation and having a reminder is just kind of nice it's just a little nudge like hey you don't necessarily need this but if you do this is how you do it just so that you don't forget in case you get into a bad situation which i think a lot of us do from time to time especially when we're fighting for our treasure the other thing that I wanted to talk about is actually kind of a big balance change to PVE threats. Uh, they've changed the duration for scatter or for uh, for goths, for metalheads, and for veggies uh, or vegans. So um, for those types of skeletons, whether it be the gold, the shadow, or the um, no, I'm sorry, not the not the uh, vegans. I'm thinking the sirens because uh, I was thinking that they they changed it for all the skeletons, but it wasn't just the skeletons. It was uh, the shadow skeletons when they're now exposed to light. They're much uh they're they're vulnerable for for much much longer it's actually really surprising how long they are and same thing with gold skeletons too when you get water on them or when they go through wet uh they will actually rust for longer now which is kind of nice um the other change that they made was to the sirens so the siren leaders and siren grunts uh below the waves should now use ranged attacks more frequently than their melee scratch attacks which is nice because the melee scratch attack is something that they can actually close the distance on you fairly quickly like they can outswim you if you're swimming away from them and you're actually like sprinting swimming you're not just kind of like moving forward under the water um so the fact that they're using ranged is nice it'll help you kind of uh kind of orient yourself better in the water you won't necessarily have to feel like you're constantly dealing with something that's like behind you that you can't find because that's always frustrating uh good changes the skeleton ship battle locations have changed and i think this might have affected some of the uh frequency or issues going on with um, the different world events which is ironic because i haven't seen any skeleton ships uh, appear in a while so i think they're turned off right now but with the arrival of sea forts in each region skeleton ship world events have now been consolidated and these world battle or world event battles are will now only appear in a single location near the center of the world which i think if you uh have ever been near the sea uh, the sea dogs tavern rip uh you'll know that there's a a one spot over there that is kind of the 
main fleet if you've ever been heading over to reaper's hideout and you sail through the fleet and you get two skeleton ships emerge on you and you're like oh my god i didn't i wasn't paying attention to the world events uh those are now going to be consolidated to i believe that spot now bear in mind i haven't seen this to confirm it so it may be in a different location don't take this as uh, a set in stone on stone tablets or anything like this is very very flexible so it may change they may decide to, to go against it but for right now it's supposed to be uh all in one spot which i appreciate um outside of that i think the one thing was actually an accessibility update that was uh submitted by some some folks in the community uh which was really nice of them to to come up with this idea but for those of you who enjoy fishing, not everyone does, but for those of you who do enjoy fishing, now if you're trying to find that one fish that's eluding you, that one rare fish, and you don't want to lose your bait on it, one of the nice things that's happening right now is by default, you will now be able to see what fish is popping up to eat your bait so when you're fishing you have your lure out and you've got some bait on there and you want to make sure that you're getting the right one a fish will now come up to the surface very much like it normally does but instead of not being able to tell what kind of fish that is you will now be able to see its name hovering above the actual fish which is kind of cool you'll be able to see like hey this is an uh charcoal pondy um or this is a twilight stormfish you'll be able to tell exactly what fish it is before it takes the bait and you can make that decision if you want to keep it or not uh this is something you can turn off in the accessibility options i believe it's under hud uh, if you're looking for it and it's just nice to know that they are uh, aside from the fact that they changed the settings on me so nothing is is exactly where it is they used to have a set accessibility section now it's all under hud uh, which I, I didn't realize until recently when i was like digging around and trying to figure out where the heck the accessibility features went um but under HUD, you should be able to find this option to turn that off if it bugs you, if you want that immersion. Also, I would recommend if you want to be able to um, have a toggle for the HUD. If you if you don't want to see things, you want to have that immersion and you don't want to have to see names, but you do like having them on from time to time and don't want to have to cycle that, uh, dedicate a button to being able to, um, to, to turn off the HUD completely. That way, if you want really nice photos, it's super, super simple. All right, so the last two things I want to touch on before we get out of here are uh, shop narration. Uh, when let games read to me is enabled, navigating through shops will now also narrate the player's wallet balance to improve ease of purchasing. This is something that I think directly ties to uh, Sightless Combat. Sightless Combat and uh, his efforts on trying to make the game as accessible for those without sight uh, as possible by letting things like let games read to me be applied to pretty much everything so that if you want that turned on, you can literally see, uh, or not literally see, actually that's the opposite of what I'm trying to say. You can literally understand what's uh, being uh, uh told to you through the the narration um so you can understand better about like what currency you have what you want to pick up things like that if you want to go and buy something based on what people describe to you or what the game describes to you and you want to have a certain look even if you can't see it yourself you should be able to do that and i love that they're actually adding this because uh in a game where the the cosmetics are everything the gameplay is everything it's not about uh what your power level or is or anything like that i think that this is a great 
great way to try and make it easier for people to be able to do this, especially if you can't necessarily look at something or if you're not 100% sure. This is just one more thing that will be added to the uh, bucket of tools available to people to pull from to, to make uh, their adventure their own. The other thing that I wanted to touch on was that there is dynamic resolution for the Xbox One X. So folks that are still looking for a Series X or a Series S or they're happy with their One X, uh, they now have the ability to have dynamic scale resolution in order to maintain a smooth 30 frames per second experience during periods of high activity. Uh, this is something that I was dealing with the other day when I was playing on my Xbox One X. Um, and I, I honestly, I have a 4K TV that it's hooked up to so I can get 4K 30 frames per second and it is still pretty nice. And 30 frames is kind of tough, especially when I'm going from 120 frames with the Series X at 1080, which is buttery smooth. <laughs> I can't tell you how buttery smooth that is, uh, especially given that I don't have a monitor in my uh, computer room where I have the ability to have 120 frames. That's just not, I don't have a monitor that actually does that. All of mine are 60 frames at 1080. So I'm stuck with what I've got, but that's that's that. I have the nice stuff out in the living room for everyone else. But um, to go back to the One X, the one thing that I had trouble with is the dips in frame rate. Um, so being able to have dynamic resolution Solution effectively says that it will uh, change the quality of the graphics based on how bad things are in the world as far as activity. If it's a lot of activity and it's really bad, it's going to try and make sure that you can still get that 30 frames per second because frames do make a difference, especially in PvP. And if you lose out on 30 frames, you're really going to have a tough time. Um, it's tough even fighting against people when you have somewhere between 40 and 60. If it fluctuates or if there's too much tearing and you can't turn around that fast, uh, you really lose out, especially given that um, people are using uh, DPI switches on their mice. Uh, I've got one. I use a Razer, uh, what is this, a Razer Tournament Edition Mamba, and I've got DPI buttons on the top of my mouse that change the the uh, sensitivity of the laser, uh, depending on if I want it to be uh, slow or fast. Um, and people typically program uh, buttons so that you can press a button and hold it down and when you hold it down it it uh slow or lowers the dpi so it moves a lot slower and then when you let go or if you let if you press it down your dpi goes really high and you can effectively 180 or 360 very quickly um, that is something that is only available for uh, mice and right now that is apparently something that uh, will get you in trouble i'm not going to say what will happen i'm not going to say anything about you know who's doing it or, or 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 not because i don't have all the details on that and i don't have word from rare about that so what i will say is is that people are suggesting that you don't mess around with uh, dpi switches on your mice if you're playing sea of thieves because if someone clips it and it can get traced back you might get in trouble i'm not saying you will i'm saying you might um so just kind of a heads up out there for that I think that's going to do it though. We've we've I've tried to keep this as succinct of an episode as I can. I will get back to you next week with uh, more information if we get it, uh, more revelations on stuff that's going on. I really want to know when uh, the Pirate Legend content is coming out because apparently uh, we are going to be getting a, a level increase with that. We're going from Athena level 20 to Athena level 30. I have some thoughts on that that I'm going to hold on to for next week episode. Uh, hopefully when we find out more 
about that because I have a reason, I have a feeling I know why it's going up so quickly and none of the other reputations are. Um, so I want to uh, uh, kind of touch on that when we get closer and closer to finding out what's going on with that. Hopefully we'll get a little more information and some teases, maybe through some mysteries uh, that are coming out next week. Um, we're still kind of in the very beginning of this new season. So I'm really excited for, I think this is the most I've played in a shorter amount of time as possible, but a lot of that has changed uh, because of my work schedule. I have a lot more time to play with people at night, so I'm jumping on the seas a lot more. It's been really, really nice to be able to play with other folks nowadays. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Keelhaub podcast. If you guys enjoyed this and want to get more of my content, you can head over to your podcatcher, whatever you're listening to on, and search for the Xbox wrap up. It's a Xbox, uh, all actually, it's, it's just a gaming podcast in general. I've been talking about the news for the last uh, 10 weeks, just kind of sharing my feelings on what's coming out, trying to keep you guys abreast of the situation when it comes to the games industry so that I have uh, time to spend like a full hour on sea of thieves news here you know and i can talk about everything else otherwise and i don't have to worry about other stuff trying to inject itself into the keelhauled podcast so uh with that pirates thank you all for listening if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do so you can head over to uh twitter on c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n on twitter you can find me there uh, you can send emails in if you have stories or feelings about the the podcast uh at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always head over to the discord as well too uh we found out that the apollo events program works really great for the sherpa program so if you're looking to learn how to play sea of thieves and want to have some folks kind of tell you about all the things that you might want to know about or just help you get better in general uh the sherpa program over in the discord's doing that they will set up events when they have time to uh set those up you can sign up if you want you can be tentative if you want uh there's no requirement there's no fees there's no uh worrying about anything it's a very relaxed environment i love it it's a great great community and they are constantly working hard to make sure that everyone has folks to play with and uh understand everything they can about the game um so we just get better as pirates overall so thanks to them for working on that and i think that's gonna do it i think we we covered as much as i think i can um again sea forts are great i think there's some really awesome ideas there I'd love to hear some feelings on uh, using the the beds now that we have multiple beds in all of the ships as well as forts. I'd love to talk about uh, those becoming spawn points for your pirates so that if you want to have a fort and you want to live in the fort, you can set up the fort as your spawn point for that server um, with some ideas about like how that would reset or things like that. So many so many cool things are coming as a result of these sea forts. And I think the the role play opportunities are just, just now being realized about with that. And I I think I think we're getting even better ideas coming down the line and I can't wait for season six uh, to, to play out so we can get into season eight and season nine and season 10 uh, where they already have talked about like what's going to be going on with more role playing. I think that's it's so cool to see like if this is where they're coming from, it's going to be great to see uh, where they go. So I'm really excited. This is a great time to be jumping into Sea of Thieves, especially if you don't have a whole lot of time. Now is a perfect opportunity to jump in for a half hour, get into a C4. I just did one while we were doing the podcast so it's not hard it's easy and it's it's rewarding so get in there have some fun enjoy yourself uh just just experience the new content with that pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasting thing. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.